Welcome to Rate My Bop. Hosted by me, Becky Jerrams. And me, Paul Andreas. Join us as we rate a whole host of amazing... And not so amazing albums for your listening pleasure. We'll tell you the tracks that are whack. And the songs that are just plain wrong. And also the good songs as well. Today's episode is being recorded on the 29th of February 2020 in Becky's Boudoir. Yay! Rate my bop with me, Paul Andreas, and me, Becky Jerrams. Did you miss us? I bet you did. I bet you're binge listening to these episodes. <laughs> you better be, um, <laughs> or not. Or it's not. completely up to you. We um, we want you to consent before listening to our dulcet tones. We do indeed. Welcome back, people, to season three, as we're calling it, and episode number two. <laughs> Yeah, which may completely change by the time we like upload it, but that's what we're going with right now. Um, oh, yes. So if you listened to us last week, you'll know that we rated Billie Eilish. What a babe. What a babe. Um, and today we are going left field into the world of musical theatre, darling, um, and Ooh. rating and reviewing the soundtrack to... Um, it's not The Waitress, it's Waitress. Yes. Because I always want to say The Waitress, but it's actually... Mm-hmm. Waitress. Waitress by Sarah Barry Ellis. You did listen to Sarah Barry Ellis's version, right? And not the Broadway version. What of the soundtrack? Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sarah Barry Ellis has done a version of it. That is what I have rated and reviewed. <laughs> and I have rated and reviewed the musical, so that's fine. It would be a cross-rating moment. Um, They have completely different songs in. (laughs) Do they? Oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Well, that's fine. We can just bring this all together in one little pie, as they do in the show. (laughs) So basically, the the Waitress was written by Sarah Barry Ellis, the songs. Um, So... On Spotify, there is the original Broadway cast version. Mm-hmm. And then there is Sarah Barrielis's album called What's Inside, which is her oh. singing all of the songs. Okay. Like her favourite songs. I think that there's a couple missing. It's like, but the main songs in the storyline. Okay. And it's her, because obviously they were her songs yeah. that she wrote. For those of you who don't know that name, Sarah Barrielis. Or Sarah Bareilles, as I call her, <laughs> is the one who sang "I'm Not Gonna Write You a Love Song" and "Brave," uh, "Gravity," "Bottle no. It Up." So she's had quite a few big hits. Um, she's not super well known. Name, she's not super well known, but she's one of my musical heroes, and she's someone who I love musically. Mm. So when Becky mentioned about doing this musical, I thought, why not? It's something very different. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the story, Becky? And also why you wanted us to talk about this on the show? Well, I feel like this is one of the musicals that really affected me in a really deep way. Like, I'm a massive musical theatre fan. I've seen so many musicals. But Waitress, to me, just, like, stood out above the rest. Um, It's one of my all-time favourites. And 
I can't really tell you what it is that I like so much about it, but I keep racking my brains. I'm like, why do I like this so much compared to other musicals? But yeah. I think it's because it focuses on like female stories. Um, and, you know, most of the characters in it are women. It's very much from a, a woman's point of view and the male characters are really the side characters. Okay. Um, and it's about small town life. It's about a woman who obviously is a waitress. Um uh, who gets herself in a complete shitstorm of a situation. I think the characters are all flawed and I kind of love them for it. Mm. So basically she is um, the main character who Sarah Barrylis plays in the Broadway version and in the West End version as of like now for six weeks. Amazing. <laughs> um, it, she plays a character called Jenna who is kind of like a... In her, I'm not sure what quite how old she's meant to be, maybe like early 30s um, mm-hmm. woman who... Is in lives lives in works in but practically lives in this little diner in sort of middle town nowhere America. Um, she's an amazing pie maker. She gets up, she makes the pies every morning, and they're sensational. And she puts all her heart and soul and her life into these pies. Um, but the reality of her life is that she's stuck with this very abusive husband, who he is. Well, I mean, it doesn't go into it in a huge way, but we assume he's kind of physically abusive to her and he's definitely verbally abusive to her and he has very much trapped her he doesn't let her drive he like any money she makes he takes it from her um he doesn't like her having a life um and she has just he never used to be this way but he's like morphed into this horrible monster and she hasn't got enough money to get away from him and escape so she's just trapped in this little pie shop and we start off the storyline she finds out that she's pregnant and her friends are like, what have you done? Why the hell did you sleep with your husband? She's like, I get drunk and make crazy mistakes like sleeping with him. Um, And she's like, shit, I'm pregnant. And then she starts to think, shit, I really need to get out. Like, I can't have a baby and and bring them up in this life. Mm. Um, But she doesn't really know what to do. She can't escape. She hasn't got any money. He takes all of her money. She's got her two best friends, the two Dawn and Becky, who are her two best friends and the the other waitresses. Yeah. Becky Um, and they've also got their own shit going on in their lives they've got their own like dramas that happen as the side stories Um, but other than that she hasn't really got anybody Um, and then to complicate matters she goes in for a checkup at the doctor's um, because she's pregnant Um, and the doctor is very very handsome very very married oops they start an affair it just kind of happens and it's not ideal at all but it's the first thing that's made her feel like alive in her life for such a long time Mm. Um, and I don't know what it is about this story I just find it really intriguing like nobody's really behaving very nicely (laughs) but yeah you can understand like it's just they what they're all looking for that spark that maybe it's like from working in retail all these years like it makes me think of you know something to get you out of the small town life somebody having like bigger dreams than the life they have um what, i don't know what it is do but you know I'm... what what i like about what you've said is the depth of the characters because basically what you're liking about the story is the human element because yeah. no one is perfect no and some musicals it's like everything's amazing i'm so yeah. flawless and it's it's very real and gritty and i and like that she's she's cheating with a married man but she's in an abusive relationship so she's you know she's searching for something and of course she's going to find it with someone else and this is the thing like as you get older you understand that 
things aren't so black and white all the time as much as we want them to be and we all want to be perfect and all want to wear our halos and say I would never do this I would never do that it's nice to hear a story where it's quite gritty yeah and it's real and it's very grey area and it's very much like characters I mean the character Becky also has an affair she has a husband who has had some accident and he's an invalid and he she has to change his she's like I've got to change his adult diapers and that's my life and we're not quite sure what's happened to him but you know she says why should I have to you know not live my life and have love as well and Mm. you know you start to think well is she right is she wrong I don't know what the answer is but can you blame her yeah and I like the fact that it's not just this is the good guy this is the bad guy like everybody there is just on their own journey even the abusive husband like he's messed up in his own way and you know everybody has their own motivations for the things that they're doing and you know maybe no one's good and no one's bad they're just doing things that they feel they have to do mm-hmm. whilst an amazing soundtrack plays behind them and there's lots of pies everywhere and I love food so that's another yeah, reason that's why as I well. like it. So for me obviously I came into this scenario completely cold because I've not seen the musical. And you haven't listened to the I same album the that same I have. Album. But that's fine because you can It's the rate, same songs, it's the same songs. Yeah and you can rate Sarah's album and I can rate the soundtrack and people can make their mind up and listen to one or the other or both can't they? Well Exactly. Um, but for me, um, I came into this completely cold, didn't know anything about it. So I've formed my opinion based on what I've heard and the storyline that comes through in the songs. Um, I'm obviously a fan of musical theatre, but there's certain types of musicals I can take or leave. Mm-hmm. For me, I was really pleasantly surprised by this musical. It felt very American. But not in a bad way. It reminded me of Rent. I don't know if you've ever seen Rent. Yes, I have seen the movie version of Rent. And it's the storytelling element. Yeah. And the way that the songs are very much the story. And it's not like... um, The songs don't detract from the story. They're part of it. Yes. And I felt like... Listen to the soundtrack... um, Everyone had their moment to shine in different songs, which I really enjoyed. So for you, what did you give Sarah's album out of five? Sugar, butter, flowers. (laughs) (laughs) I gave it five sugar, butter, flowers. Yes, to me, it's just my favourite musical. I was listening and I thought, as I was re-listening, I thought, it'll probably be a 4.5. There's going to be a song that I don't like as much as the others. And when I re-listened, like, even the ones that I would say are not my standout tracks, like, listening to them in a point of view of, you know, rating it, I was like, I can't fault them. Like, I love every single song. I, I love these songs. There's nothing in, like, the whole album was such a beautiful experience listening from start to finish, like, in one whole go. Um, and mm. I was about to go and see it on uh, on the West End with Sarah in it. Aww. So it just built up my excitement times a million. And I just thought, this is a flawless musical to me. I can't rate it anything less than a five. So so I've, I rated the Broadway soundtrack as a four out of five. Oh, I'm so happy. That's high for and, you. <laughs> and I've got to be honest, I was really sceptical about doing this about reviewing it because I knew how much you loved it. But what's really gone in our favour is is the amount of time I've had to listen to it. Yes. And get to know the soundtrack. And, oh, my God, going in just 
there's some real standout songs in this soundtrack, uh, in this musical. Um, so what what are your favourites? So it's got to be, hasn't it? Well, it's, it's got to be, be the song, right? The song. So I <laughs> I just want to say that this the soundtrack features Kiala Settle as part of the cast. Who's that? Uh, the bearded lady in the Great Showman. Is it? Oh, was she on the Broadway so version? She was on the Broadway version. Is she Becky? What um, songs does she sing? She sings. Did she sing? I didn't plan it. I ran yes. the light and I ran it. That's Becky. Vocal masterclass. <laughs> and I loved Kiana Settle hearing her in this. Um, I know what song you're going to say is your favourite. Which is she, she used, used to, to be, be mine. mine? Oh, God. full on meltdown mode. When I saw it live, vocally. so when we saw it live, the, 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 in the scene when she sings the song is when she finally decides she's just really, really got to get away from her husband, and he's been really horrible. He's like pushed her. He's taken all her money, and she's sat alone on this grotty couch in the middle of the stage. And there is no lights, there's no choreography, there's, it's just her on this shitty couch singing. And mm. then the couch sort of moves away and she stands up and that's kind of the only bit of action that happens. And it's so raw and Sarah's mm. vocals were just belting across the auditorium and she sings it with so much passion. And honestly, I was so crying so much. I was about to openly weep and I had to like hold it together so I wasn't going... <gasps> It was just amazing. And if you see it in the context, I feel like you love it even more. I could, if you know Sarah Bareilles' style of writing, you could hear it even, obviously I've listened to the soundtrack without her singing it and I could still tell her songwriting a mile off and also the delivery of the Broadway singers. Elements of it was so Sarah, it was amazing. For me, my actual favourite one, which honestly, when I listened to it, I could have just cried, was You Matter To Me. I knew you'd like that one. It starts off with the guy singing, who yes. I'm assuming is the doctor. Yes. And at first I thought, oh, I'm not sure on his voice. But something sucked me in. And when she starts singing... And the chorus, the melody in the chorus, and she just hits these high notes. It literally just made me want to cry on the spot. The way the counter melodies the run. The melody is It runs into each other, doesn't it? It's just it's, beautiful. It's a masterclass in songwriting. And I think even if you don't like musicals and you didn't want to listen to the Broadway version, I would urge you to go and listen to the actual album what's inside Mm -hmm. because the songs are in a league of their own when it's on it's on fire yeah um i love um i also love i think my second favorite song is when he sees me yeah so that is this uh, this side story is dawn is the really kind of dorky uh big spectacles like scrunchy in her hair waitress who's a bit dorky and she does these like civil um 
what like civil war civil reenactments okay. and she's like a real nerd and she and they're going come on you got to get out you got to find a date um and she's just sings the song about how you know she's so scared because if she goes on the date the worst thing that could happen is if he actually likes her yeah. <laughs> which yes. I thought was such a sweet little concept and, yeah. and as she's singing she's like putting all the ketchup in the uh, in the ketchup dispenser and it's like going everywhere and she's like <laughs> washing people's like hands and she's like she's so distracted as she's singing and, and she's wiping oh. things up in the diner and she's just messing up the whole diner going crazy um, and then when she finally meets this guy he's this really dorky guy that she meets on like Tinder and um, he sings the song you are never ever 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 getting rid of me he like oh, finds yes. her and he's like oh that's it you're the one for me and she's just like no go away I always think it's like me and Matt <laughs> And that song, and the way he does it in the show, it's so, like, comedic. He's so, so funny. Like, I've seen a couple of different actors playing that part. Yeah. Um, but it's a really funny song, like, very lyrically wordy, but it's a real, there's like, standout moment. Moments. Yeah, very comedy. And there's lots of really interesting key changes. Yes. What baking can do. The key change that goes into the chorus. See, that one's not on the Sarah. That one's not on the Sarah version. But I must. I have seen. I've seen this. These. I think that those songs are like the ones that glued things together in the stage show, which is why they weren't in Sarah's version. Yeah. She kind of has the main songs, the story songs, which you would expect. Whereas the Broadway one probably has the sort of reprises and the little like moments that glue things together. Yeah. There's so many comedy elements in this. Um, I love you like a table. Yes, I remember that one from the show. Um, Do you like the little sugar butter? Flat, that that ha- yeah. plays all the time yeah. in the show. It's like the little theme. Um, Matt said it as his uh, as his ringtone. <laughs> when I love we it. Hear, them, hear it ring, it's just so cute. I just think there's so many good different opening elements. up I think that's such, that's the big opening number of them in the diner and yeah. I, I love it it that's just reminds funny. me of working in Blockbuster yeah <laughs> talking about vagina and swearing and stuff and I was listening to it at work and, <laughs> and I was like oh my god oh bad idea as well that is like one of my favourites as well it's a bad idea yeah. and you yes that's when they decide to have the affair that reminds me of uh, Little Shop of Horrors oh I've never it's seen got, it yeah so this musical has that element to it as well it's almost like the 50s sort of i don't know whether it's because it's set in a diner yeah it's got that sort of diner vibe to it i can't explain it but it's almost retro like yeah retro yeah lots and lots of good points in this for me there wasn't any bad i didn't give it a five just because um for me, some of the guy songs weren't as strong. Yeah, and I d- I do agree, and that I always find that with any musical. But like. <laughs> it was a women-led musical. All of those songs are amazing. And if you hear Sarah, oh, I'm just knocking the, the microphone over. If you listen to Sarah's versions of some of the guy songs, although she does have, I think it's Jason Mraz does the guy vocal in her. Album, so oh, he, there's, wow. he does it when there's a duet, but mm-hmm. she she sings the solo guy songs in her version. So okay. I'd be interested to see if you heard her version of some of the guy songs, whether you'd like them more. Whether I'd like them more, yeah. yeah. I would urge the listeners of this show to go and seek Waitress out. I'm going to try and go and see it in the West you End. You have to go and see it while Sarah's there. Uh, I would love it's to. It's the only time you'll get to go. You have to go. She's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I wanted to see her at the stage door and she didn't to come. And then I was kind of relieved because I thought, I think I'm just going to scream in your face for like 
five yeah. minutes. So it's probably for the best that I don't do that. Go and listen to this one, people. <laughs> Maybe she'll listen to this instead and know how Maybe much I love will. her. <laughs> we'll give her a tag in it and see if it yes. finds her way to her. Oh, it's And just if incredible. any of you out there listen to this who are Waitress super fans, we really hope you've enjoyed us doing an episode on this musical. It's the first episode we've done like this. Um, but Becky feels very passionately about this musical and we just wanted to share it to the world so if you haven't heard it I would recommend going and listening to it because that's what I did and I was not disappointed yay I think everyone should go I really wish more people like I think the problem is people just don't know about it or like my friend uh, who was going to go and see it said that she saw the um, the poster and thought that it was kind of about a girl who sings, who's trying to make it on Broadway and serves in a diner. And I wonder if maybe the posters are not giving the story, like the theme and the tone of it, they're not expressing it and people are switching off or something because I feel like people just need to get in front of the, like get their bums on the seats and get in front of the, the show and they're going to love mm. it. It's just for some reason it's passing people hit. by. Yeah. It'll be a word of mouth yeah. cult classic just like great show man yeah exactly but Which, get and see it brilliant if you're a musical fan if you're not a musical fan if you just like being outside you should go yeah <laughs> i think you'd all enjoy it totally so thank you for listening to this episode of rate my bop if you'd like us to review any more musical soundtracks please let us know maybe we'll listen to the same album next time maybe we will <laughs> that would be a good place to start it would be <laughs> Tune in next time, guys, where we're going to be talking about Harry Styles. Oh, yes, little Hazzy. Hazzy? Hazza? A little Hazza. Little Hazza. Only to his friends. Yeah. Take care, bubbers. Bye. Bye.